The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. But Tony just never stops, and he's not even breathing heavy. That's what's crazy. He can keep this pace, and very few people can yep. hang in there with him. Tony It was a great fight for as long as it lasted. And I hope so the, the UFC gave me the next uh, title shot. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, Matt and a uh, Matt is broadcasting today with a middle-aged woman with breasts. Jimmy. I am a yes. No, it's what I am, Matt. I can't stop eating carbs. I'm training most days, and I'm still a fat fuck, and I am miserable with myself. Well, if that's true, and if I was single, I would titty f you. Well, thank you. I do that. I would not do that. <laughs> Jimmy, stop it. You're sick. Hey, I'm getting a very positive feedback. I am from, too from our um, Donald Trump uh, talk. It's amazing how I, what people like so much, and our, if you want to see the entire thing, it's up on UFC's YouTube page, the main YouTube page. You can find it. Um, the thing about it that that people like so much is we're just talking to him as a person about fights, and he's very knowledgeable. And people are like he's seventy seven, and his memory was so good. There were people who even thought that he was on a teleprompter. Somebody because his memory was so good. It's like there's no teleprompter. Matt and I were just talking to him, but uh, he does have a good brain for for fights and he remembers a lot of them, and um, was very conversational, very uh, relaxed. He was really great. It was a hundred percent. Yeah. Very first, you know, question by me, I felt was a tiny bit like I don't want to say cringe, but a little bit like no, you good. know with service guys around and you try to make a little joke and it was like, yeah, yeah. And then, then I, I felt I eased into it right after that. I did. Yeah. You he was good, man. The guy was warm. He left, he let a, he gave a good, um, good vibes. It wasn't a, a stuck up vibe. It was, it was, uh, it was just fight talk. That's what I like about it. Yeah. You know what I mean, just from boxing to, and he's bringing up old fights and the fights he's bringing up from like the eighties and shit. I remember, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
Guys can even like Google some of those fights we were talking about, those boxing fights. I'm not a huge boxing guy, but I loved the fights he was talking about. It was like yeah, and and he really loves it. Like, and you don't rarely you rarely get a chance to talk to a figure like Trump. Like whether people like him or hate him, he's literally one of the most polarizing people on earth. Like he really is. People love him or they hate him. They all everyone has an opinion. Everyone on earth has an opinion about Donald Trump. And just to sit there and talk to him about something that's completely unrelated to the mess that the world is in, just about something that he likes and something he contributed to was really great. Um, and he did contribute a lot to UFC. Uh, UFC, uh, and, I, and I love that Dana has, has been very loyal to him because he was a good friend to the UFC early on. So, yeah, it was a great like talk. Said, like I said, my first fight was a UFC 31, Trump Taj Mahal. And I remember, even back then, because he was a celebrity, I remember being like, excuse me. I remember being like, oh shit, there's 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 uh there's Trump. It was at the next one at the UFC 32 yeah. at the metal. So that wasn't on any notes or anything. That's me out of my my memory. I'm like, oh shit, he really must like it. The guy shows up just to watch, you know. And uh that's wild. It's wild. But what else yep. is wild? Segway King. What no, else you're very good, Matt. The fight this weekend. These fights are fucking insane. Jimmy. Unbelievably I'm, good, yes. I'm looking at this card and I wonder. Um, with Alex Pereira and Jan Blahovitz, I wonder how soon is Jan, is Jan? Not that he has to, but I feel like Jan Blahovitz, the smartest route is getting Alex down. Of course, you know I'm not trying to act like a major, you know, strategist. Is that right? Strategist? Is that a word? Strategist? Yes, sir. It is. Thank you. Uh, I knew that was a word. Right. Uh, you know, I just think that would be the smoothest. The smoothest path to victory. Yeah, nobody wants to be punched by uh, by fucking Alex Pajeda. But I also think that he has, his takedown defense is probably decent, I'm sure. But, I mean, you saw what he did to Adesanya when he got him on the ground. And Adesanya is one of the best fighters in the history of the sport. But, you know, Blahovich is a much heavier, uh, a stronger guy and a, and a better grappler. And I, I always give the edge to... Uh, a, a good grappler in those fights because eventually someone will usually get a hold of you um and, and i think he will find a way to get a hold of alex and uh as long as alex doesn't you know clock him as he comes in because i think alex could knock out anybody if he hits them square on the jaw but i think that uh i, I think blahovitz gets a hold of him and, and takes him down to the floor we'll see how alex does moving up i mean that's a that's a uh a 20 pound jump we'll see how he does moving up maybe he's more comfortable maybe he's less depleted who knows right I mean, I'm not, I don't, I think he's going to probably feel even better. But my thing is, he's also fighting a guy's, his size. It's not like he's fighting yeah. guys a lot bigger. Because the guy, he was huge for that other, for one. Yes, he was. Right, right. He was absolutely huge. So I think he's going to be a, a decent size here. Yeah. I just think the grappling might be the big difference, I think. And uh, like I like I said prior, uh, Jan Blahovitz, you know, he took down Izzy, Israel Adesanya. Sure. Uh, I think Izzy's got some better takedown defense and grappling than and then Alex. But I might listen. Yeah. Alex hangs out with Glover Tixera. So yes, right. what the fuck do I know? I might be way old, you know? Yeah, Jim but the thing but Blahovich is really uh, a good grappler. He wasn't able to put Izzy away, but I mean he was able to hold him down for five rounds. Very dominant. I think it was a 50-45 win, if I remember correctly, uh across all three judges so I, I don't think he lost around in that fight if i'm remembering it right yeah. um I so if he gets a 
Yeah, there was. I'm sorry. There was. Oh, Tony Ferguson. We can't make him wait. He's in the waiting room. Let's talk. To Ready him. to go. Boy, is his fight. What a fight he has coming up. He's uh, third Green. up on the uh, main card against Bobby Green. I mean, that is a great fight. Let's get him on here. What is up, Warrior? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, Tony. How you doing? Good to Good. see you, Tony, man. You look, you look, you look loose and ready to go, bro. Absolutely, no restrictions, no more slander. Let's fucking go. Fuck yeah, we, we you also seem team. like you seem like somebody who, like, you know, Bobby can sometimes throw guys off in the cage a little bit because he likes to talk and he likes to. You don't seem like somebody who's going to be affected by that at all. No, I've been there, done that with a couple other fighters. I mean, uh, I'm going to be real with you. Just I had to figure it out, and I did, which was uh, kind of took everything away. Fucking had to quit pleasing fucking everybody. Quit trying to put people in positions which they didn't belong. Had to get rid of excess baggage and do a bunch of other shit, which I had to find myself, which is pretty fucking cool. So I'm excited about this fight. And, uh, Bobby's a perfect, uh, perfect uh, specimen for me to go out there and lay him flat on his fucking back. I was gonna say, you know, when you're saying as far as getting rid of excess baggage and what you just said, man, you gotta be selfish if you're the guy in there. You gotta be selfish. People gotta understand when it's coming close to a fight, we might be a little bit on edge. We're getting ready to go to war. So, I mean, this is it. Yeah, you know it if anybody does, Matt. I'm going to be real with you. I've always looked up to you when you fought. I mean, still do. I still do, which is cool as fuck. You get it. A lot of other fighters don't get it. And what I try to do is help a lot of other fighters understand that. And the separation of my energies that were dispersing to other things, like which was businesses and people and organizations, whatever the fuck it was, trying to be there for them to, you know, I'll, I'll reiterate again, getting sports back on in the pandemic, you know, putting my title on the line or taking the Nate fight or this and that. It was kind of like, it was just like a whole bunch of hoopla that was just there. Kind of like, am I really trying to give that hard towards it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? It was just like, it wasn't really there. You know, when, when Khabib left and then you had McNuggets left and then the shit that went down where me supposed to coach against Khabib on the ultimate fighter, that dude didn't even show up against his cousin or to coach his cousin. So, I mean, he had some pretty major stuff going on there and it was kind of disappointing. It was kind of like, eh, whatever. But then I'm glad I took the time to be able to enjoy it. My kids, too, now, you know, I got a seven-year-old, and they're they're getting fucking huge. My kid's just starting football, and I, I'm going to be real with you. It's such a blessing to be able to see them grow like that and to be able to see myself grow because I want them to see their see their dad as a bad motherfucker, not just the dude that just was a couple of years ago. I mean, it's all nice and being fun and everything that, with everybody, but uh, I'm an asshole, and I'm a, I'm a fucking mean dude, especially on that cage, and I feel good being back to normal, man. Tony, when you said you had to get, like Matt just mentioned, getting rid of some people, were some of those things that were kind of maybe interfering with your mindset, were they kind of like the prices of success, like all this good stuff is happening that somehow takes you away from the basics, or were you just being nice and putting people in places and being too nice to go, look, I, I can't have you here anymore? It's the same thing with Oliveira. Oliveira, I did zero practices for that fight. You know what I mean? And so what I did was I alley-ooped him, and I took an opportunity for this kid to be able to go and, like, make some money for his country, for his family, and everything else, and he's not wasting the opportunity. That's why I said to him, walk with me in the cage, because I did zero jiu-jitsu, but I was waiting for him for that Darce on the bottom for a very long time, and he couldn't take my arm. And, I mean, in ridiculous mindset of it, I, I mean, a lot of people can roll their eyes and know that, well, why would you go and you do that? Well, I'm that type of fucking guy. You know, I'm going to go out there and just be like, yo, I want to go and compete. And when I said that, when I wanted to go and compete, I was putting teams together. Pandemic, my team separate. Everything fucking broke. I guarantee the same thing with you. Everybody just kind of went their own way. And yeah. 
what I tried to do is I tried to bring back the people and it wasn't happening. And I spent more energy trying to do that and trying to find people that were like them or try to find people that were, you know, like, like a head coach. Instead, I said, fuck you. You're fired. You're done. They try to come back. They try to be a part of it after years and years. They fucking like, they want to say their shit. Hand me a letter or whatever. I was like, I got to let you go. And when I did that, it was a mental thing because if I'm letting family go, that doesn't really matter like that. Do you think I'm going to let somebody else that's a fucking asshole try to fucking manipulate me and do the same kind of shit? Absolutely fucking not. But it took for me to get my shit together, really, against like, I mean, I've been hit, I've been hit by the media so much fucking times, but through slander and everything else, which is fucking cool. And nobody really knows besides me and my team, which is really cool, which happens happening. But I have zero restrictions for anything. And any other person that wants to go and fucking like chime in on like, oh, he's at the end of his road or this and that. I'm barely hitting my prime. The last time I game planned for any fight was in T-Bow. Otherwise, I've been just going out there and just doing it and learning the fucking ropes as I go. I can count on my hand, both of them, how many times I have been inside a cage practicing besides being in the UFC and fighting in the cage, which is kind of ridiculous, right? You would think that I would always be practicing the cage, but I always find myself completely different. So I've been learning this sport as I go along. You know, you have guys like Matt, you know, fighting GSP on the highest level and going out there and competing and, and you have all the coaches at your hands and your fingertips. Some of us don't have that. You have a lot of people in the other countries that they're saying, Tony, how do I get noticed? How do I do this? You know, how, how do I get to the UFC if I'm not, I don't have all the money. I don't find yourself in a fucking gym, be there 24 seven till the owner kicks you out or he hands you a fucking key. And there's two different ways to do that. And I'm going to be real. And that was one of the ways that I did that. I, I stayed there. I stayed hungry. And that's how, exactly how I feel right now. Just got back from Big Bear. We just did a practice earlier. My guy says I'm feeling sharp as shit. And I feel good, man. What, was there a moment like where like you were saying to yourself, ah, I have to do this. I have to do this. And then did you finally have the moment that, that, where you said, yes, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get rid of all baggage. And what was that moment for you where you just said, I'm, it's time to do it. No more hesitating. I'm getting rid of it all. I'm going to be real. When media hit me up and there was a bunch of slander going on, that was one of the pinnacle moments too because I'm here taking care of business and I'm doing my thing. But it's just, it was one of those things where I had to say it to myself. Yeah. I'm going to be real. Like I said, I had no restrictions, which is funny as fuck. And I've helped a lot of other people when it, when it comes down to it. But what the one thing was, is I was always trying to help a lot of these up-and-coming fighters, trying to help them out. And, and maybe one, one, one out of like maybe like the, the bunch of them gets it. You know what I mean? I don't have to do much with it. But a lot of the other ones was kind of like babysitting and holding the hands and trying to like put them up there. And it took a lot of fucking time and energy. And it was the same thing with trainers trying to bring them back in and, and businesses that I'm trying to uphold and do all those things. I just bought one of the oldest wrestling manufacturing businesses that was out there. I just got it from Dan Gable's roommate. And I brought him out to my academy and I, and I, and I showed him. I'm building machines, the wrestling machines. We call them Adam Dummy. And it's oh, a big shit. machine. That, that's my that's Tell my me company. about that. I got a school. Tell me about that. We'll talk. We'll talk later on now. I don't want to get any too much into it, but we're yeah, it's fucking phenomenal, and I'm building them. And I took a, a you know, I went to Harvard HBS, and I learned a little bit about a couple things over there, on top of what I already knew, and I made it a very big opportunity for myself to make sure that my retirement was secured. Yeah, I spent some money to make sure that I had to go and and, and look after it. Matt, I'm a trendsetter, and what I try to do is not be so trendy anymore with this shit i just try to just do my own thing you know people that want to say you know this is time he's come and gone or i i really don't see it I, I mean you know what i mean it's it's one of those things where as an athlete i know i'm barely hitting my prime i'm 39 years old 
I've been yeah. playing sports for 35 years, 34 years. I've been playing sports at the highest level. And it's so funny how I'm building new muscle and how I'm transforming it and how I'm taking direction with, with my coach from Grand Valley State University is lead, making sure that I'm not overworking, making sure that I'm getting my recovery and making sure that I'm doing as a head coach would making sure that all the things are necessary through that. And I have great trainers that are just about as fucking just as good as head coaches and they're really high level and I'm trusting the process and they're trusting me to be able to get up and go and show up. And, you know, perfect example this morning in between interviews, I went and I hit the fucking pads and everybody was just like, holy fuck. And not just my team was saying that outside the doors. Cause you know, you know, punches go loud out here. Fuck. And I know when other people are saying that I feel good and I look yeah. sharp and can see it in my eyes, that they can see it in my eyes, that it's a little bit different. And it's a focus factor that I haven't had since before I set my team out there and I'm getting ready for a match and I'm preparing myself. Mm -hmm. Getting ready for it and I feel fucking amped up. I've been doing really well and I'm really excited about this fight at UFC 291. Jimmy, I just want to ask really quick. I mean, only because I'm fascinated. And if you sure. don't want to get into detail about it, we'll have you back on when you're ready to sell these things. I just bought a wrestling dummy for like fucking $800. I got it for these, my wrestling kids. Uh, and, and it's like $800. It's a throwing dummy. You're not talking about a throwing dummy. You said a machine. Because you, you're not, listen, now you're teasing us. I kind of want to know what the hell you're talking about. Because I have a school. I could be your first fucking customer, Tony. I've got, a lot, I've got, I've got, put it, put it this way is when I bought this company, what I had an idea was to be a wrestling scout. I'm a very good scout when it comes to talent. And the same with you, coach. It's the, it's the way that how it goes. You just can tell by how an athlete presents himself, how he can move around and so on things. And when I was little, I saw this machine at, a, at one of the facilities. And this machine is every facility, maybe top 10, every fucking college wrestling room and what i did was i put myself in position that if i ever needed to make a phone call to any college wrestling coach to be able to be like hey i got this stud that's out here so on and so forth because i have all their contacts because i'm building these machines for them i'm like hey carrie colat do university of wyoming hey i got a stud that's out here from university or from southern california i need to make sure that this kid is taken care of or at least here look at let me put a highlight film together so that way we can do that for you i was lucky enough to have Chuck Liddell's old merchandise manager, Troy Brown, do that for me. And a lot of other people like Brian Stegman, my, my tax manager from Brock Lesnar, that always told me to save your money and pay your taxes. And always, I had my uncles always tell me, pay it forward. And I've always surrounded myself around good, good people, individuals like yourself, Matt. I want to be real with you. That always told me to take care of the next generation. And I see a lot of people, not even including myself, like Tony Hawk and a bunch of other like professionals coming back and doing this type of thing that they're trying to teach this younger generation not gen z gen z is cool i get it. i don't know the fucking gens and all this stuff but all i know is it sometimes it skips a generation of toughness and yeah. where i'm at right now is making sure that my kids my two-year-old my two-year-old's bigger than my seven-year-old when he was born which is crazy and his first movie was remember the titans with me with his grandpa and so he walks around with my head you all the time and tries to tackle and, and i got my other little one that they, they won't they never see me compete but i wouldn't let them i didn't want them to fight but these kids, they want to fight and they want to do it. But I'm like, I'm teaching them, hey, if you want to fight, you're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to compete in wrestling. You're going to have to compete in football. You're going to have to compete in baseball. You're going to have to compete all year round. So when you're staying out of trouble and I'm not paying for college, you're going to use that shit. So when you go to school, I don't have to pay for it. It'll be on your own ticket. That way you'd be like, yeah, not silver spoon shit. No, you earned your own fucking right. That way your tough nose and you understand what it fucking takes. And if yes. you don't want to go that route, at least you're smart enough to understand that dad was doing homework with you and I'm doing homework from HBS when you're doing homework from your school. 
that this is how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to compete and you're supposed to make the grade to play. When you played baseball, I know you did play. Uh, did you, what position did you play? And did you ever think of going pro or was it never on that level for you? Yes. I had to choose a sport. It was either I was, man, we were state champs in football. We were 27 and one out wow. of two seasons. Uh, we were runner up my senior year. And then for wrestling, I was three time all state, state champ, national champ, all American. And then for baseball, we were state runners up. We were really, really good. And we lost, we lost uh, one of our softball girls the night that, the, that we were supposed to compete the next day. So most of us were really worried. We lost our friend in a boating accident. Oh, and so we God. weren't really playing our back. It was kind of shitty. But otherwise, we would have been three-time state champs for my school. And choosing from that, it was, what sport do you want to go to? I was getting letters from Stanford, Citadel, and a bunch of other places for wrestling and getting a lot of different looks for baseball and football and the same thing. But my biggest forte was wrestling. And I ended up choosing wrestling because I just thought that was the, the way to go. And right now, I love different sports. I mean, I would love to go and compete in boxing. I mean, you're talking about not having a way to get taken down. I mean, it's awesome. I'm a takedown artist when it comes down to it. I'm a jiu-jitsu dude too. I'm a wrestler and a Muay Thai, whatever the fuck. But I want to compete in different sports so that way my kids can see me compete. It's not just because I want to. I want them to see me compete because I got to see my parents compete at the highest level. Bowling 300 games, hitting fucking home run derbies. We're talking about all these types of things. I grew up watching this. So that's how I expect, you know, sliding into home plate with the with your your, your your shin, boom, all like bloody and stuff like that. Like playing it to the bone is how I saw everybody play. And I think that it's the same thing that I need my kids to see me do. So I'm going to go out there this week and get that W. And well, 39, I mean, you look at guys who are fighting well into their 40s. Like at one point, many years ago, 39 was considered close to the end. But now with with, with all the, the things like, you know, the, the training yeah. and, and, the, and the medicines and the, what you guys know about laying off sparring like Max Holloway, the guys are fighting well into their 40s and fighting really well, uh, well into their 40s. Max took a page out of my book with that, actually, which is oh, okay. with uh, preparing for a lot of these different fights. You're talking about, I mean, as much as you can possibly say it. Like I was talking about like trendsetters. I never followed anybody's trend and I always did my own thing. But when I found out that I needed to work on my technique more than anything else and to put the drills together and to put the mindset together, because as a wrestler, you can do that. You know, if you ever watch searching for Bobby Fisher, when the guy's like, do you see your next move? And Bobby's sitting there like this and he's looking at the table and he, he can't see the next move because there's so much going on on the table that he can't see his next move. And he's saying, do you see the next move? He's like, I can't see it. The fucking professor was wipes up all the pieces on the board. And he's like, now can you see it? And he just sat there like this. And he just watched. And he sat there the whole entire time. And he could just figure it out. He could put it together and understand it because he had all the moves and the techniques that he needed. But what he did was he had too many distractions in front of him. Right. I cleared out all the distractions. I made sure that I'm not trying to please anybody. I'm doing this for me. When I said that and I'd embed it. I'm having fun with it. I'm enjoying the process because when I was working, it wasn't very fun. <laughs> oh, shit. I'll be real. We're we're basically hunting bears out there. We had a bear scouting us and we all scouting the bear. When I found out the bear was scouting for food, I went and start I started searching for the bear. And my cut my, my coach got back from Africa and I said, Hey, let's go bait this son of a bitch. So it was a little bit different. It was nice. a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Yeah, you seem like you're in a really good place. I mean, you see, like Matt said that when you, when you came in, you seem very relaxed and, and comfortable and really ready. And do you, do you kind of attribute that to the fact that you cut out all this stuff and, and, and it's just like you feel lighter than you'd felt in the past? Like you me know, mentally, yeah. When it goes to media and how it goes, I mean, I took a lot of heat and slander. I'm going to be real with you. A lot of people fucked up on media. 
And what it did was it amped me up. I made a phone call and I said, I need a fight. I put that on my plate. I wanted it. Not for, oh yeah, we have this for you. No motherfuckers, I want to fight now. I want to go and compete. The last time I felt like this, I won nationals in college. And I haven't felt like this in a long time. I got in trouble back then too with that, but I turned that bitch around. So like this one, I'm going to be a little bit more interesting with it. The fuel and the fire is there. And uh, I feel I feel phenomenal, man. And guy, Jim, I'm going to be real with you. I feel good. Hey, man, and the UFC knows how exciting you are. You're on the main card, Bobby Green. It's a good dance partner, man. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He's down a couple of fights. He had some tough luck. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a fucking fight. It's going to be a real fight. fight. Yeah, it's going to be a fight. The fans are, I'm going to be real with you, man. I'm excited for it because I know what kind of fight it's going to be, but I'm game plan. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to get this finish exactly how I used to. My dad used to tell me all the time, he used to spend hundreds of months, thousands of dollars for me traveling for freestyle wrestling tournaments and for football, every fucking tournament. Get your mat time. Get your mat time. You're, you're paying these guys too quick. I would spend like five matches, spend like less than 30 seconds on the mat. And I would be like, and he'd get pissed. Dude. I would be like, oh, you know, all right, I guess you're right. And I would go and get my mat time. Well, the last couple of fights and before that, I extended my mat time because it went from three rounds to five rounds. Well, the immediacy to get the shit done right away wasn't there. It was just to go out there and what, not entertain, but it was just like, okay, we got five rounds. We can take our time. Nah, motherfuckers, we're here to do work. We're here. Right. It's a sprint. It's not a marathon. Fuck what anybody fucking says. I'm here to finish first. Well, Tony, you sound great, and uh, good luck, man. This is a great fight, and it's just as a fan, you and Bobby Green, I mean, nobody doesn't want to see that, and Matt is right. The UFC knows it, and the fans know it, that regardless of anything that has happened in the past, you're still one of the fan favorites. Every fight you're in is exciting. You're never in a boring fight. Like, everybody loves to watch you compete, so I'm sure you'll be here as long as you want to be here, so good luck on Saturday. Thanks, man. It was funny. Real quick, Bobby hit me up on Father's Day. He texts me. He says, uh, hey, is this El Kukui? And he was kind of, not kind of descending, but I saw it, and it said at the top of it, maybe Bobby Green, because I had his contact already. And it was kind of interesting, but I fucking responded back, happy Father's Day. I should have said, happy Father's Day, Bobby. But he responded back, hey, this is your opponent. Oh, yeah, happy Father's Day. And I saw the guy over here. I mean, we can be as gangsters as we fucking want to on the TV and as anything else and promote it. I'm not here for that shit. I saw him in the lobby the other day, and he looked like he saw the fucking fourth horseman of death. So he didn't say shit. He was quite a fuck. Yeah. I mean, you guys both know. You're both veterans. You've both seen almost everything you can see. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a mutual respect there. You both know you're, you're, you're fighting somebody who knows what they're doing in the cage. So That's very awesome. exciting, man. Oh, good. Hey, man, all our best, warrior. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking to you, buddy. contact you with Adam Takedown. I got you. Oh, please do. I'll be your yeah, first sir. customer. My guy. All right. Take care, Tony. Good talking to you. Thank you. This episode of UFC Unfiltered is sponsored by VChain, the official blockchain partner of UFC. Just like the thrilling battles inside the octagon, VChain has embarked on a remarkable journey of its own. As the UFC celebrates its 30th anniversary and continues to captivate the world with its explosive fights, another revolution has quietly been taking place. VChain's approach to integrating blockchain in our daily lives puts you, the user, at its heart. Actions like driving an electric vehicle earn you credits 
and buying secondhand clothing can unlock perks and help create a sustainable ecosystem. Enabling interconnected biospheres is VeChain's main goal to promote a shift on collective impact and encourage everyone to play their part. It's time to walk into this new era and witness the power of blockchain firsthand. Follow VeChain official on Twitter to learn how to be involved in this exciting new era of technology. And let me spell that for you. V-E-C-H-A-I-N official, VeChain official on Twitter. Hey, man. I'm You're right. He sounds great, man. I want, him, I want him one of those atom dummies or whatever the fuck he's talking about. I well, like he that. might be making them and not want to give too much away. I, know, on I, got, yeah, I got that vibe. Of yeah, I'm sure he'll tell you off the air. Too much, but I'm I'm intrigued, Jimmy. I, I got, love it when oh, – sorry, man. I say I love it when guys like that talk about paying – and I should have mentioned this to him before he went. I forgot. Paying their taxes. It's yeah. like the best financial advice you can give somebody – Invest some money and pay your fucking taxes. This way, at the end, they don't come for you and go, yo, it's $2 million in tax. Pay your taxes. A lot of uh, musicians and athletes and entertainers get screwed because they listen to the wrong financial people. Um, so I like to see a guy setting himself up for whenever he decides to hang it up. He's got other stuff uh, that he can go right to comfortably. Man, I like that. I like that he's thinking about the future, but concentrating yep. on the present. Love it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? We got Jan coming in shortly, Matt. He's not here yet, He's but uh, this is a very exciting, uh, very exciting card. Well, let's talk about it. I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. What do you think, buddy? Main event, uh, this is the BMF belt, uh, I believe, right? The uh, This is the second meeting of Gaethje and Poirier. Um, and Poirier, of course, won the first. What what round was it? The second round that he did he sub him in the second round? If I'm remembering correctly, or am I a fucking idiot? Oh fuck, man! I just one. All these those fights with Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier are just a. I just remember fists flying. <laughs> I don't. It's all I remember how they end. Let's but, see. Um, oh, sorry, I'm totally wrong. Fourth round KO. So not only was I wrong about a second. Oh, you know what? She uh, didn't Chandler submit. Who got subbed in the second? Was it Poirier against uh, Oliveira? Maybe I'm thinking of. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. But I'm thinking Jimmy. of somebody getting subbed in the second. I Jimmy. should just shut up. Yes, buddy. I'm not telling you to shut up. I'm no, no, no. But you should. I'm an asshole. To kick off the night, and when I say kick off the night, I really mean to kick off the night. You mean the opening <laughs> fight? Sorry. You mean the opening fight, Miranda Maverick? Yes. Priscilla Cachuari. Yes. Wonder Boy Thompson versus Michael, or Mike, is it Michael or Michelle? Uh, Michelle Pajeda. Oh, you mean on the main card? I'm sorry, but I thought you meant on the early card. The, yeah. the, the main card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Boy against Michelle Pajeda. Even the undercard is really good. Now that you said that, dude. Derek Lewis is the the main fight uh, against uh, uh, Marcos Rogério de Lima. That's the main fight of the uh, the main event of the uh, prelims. But they're doing. I think that's an ABC fight. So I I believe that's on ABC, right? Um, yeah, it's on ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus. So they're putting Derek in what is basically yeah. the, the main event that's everywhere. I watched uh, the Embedded, and I saw Jan Blahovitz, Jan Blahovitz, wearing um, a cowboy outfit. Good. So I thought about myself. I'm a grown man. I can get cowboy boots if I want to. Sure. But I think I would kind of look. Something like Joe Pesci and fucking um, my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Mm -hmm. And it's not a good look. No. I don't think it'd be a good look for me. Yeah. You know, Jimmy? 
I think it'd be a great look for I don't think you know, I like watching Yellowstone. Uh I do. Uh but sometimes they do shit on that show just to um why are you smiling like a wise guy? Because I'm just thinking of your new shirt. Which one? Kamora Cowboy. <laughs> you know I mean, the Kamora. Come on. How no, you doing, I, partner? I, I, Why don't you rest your arm right here? <laughs> it's so awful, Jimmy. <laughs> Kamora Cowboy. I don't know if I don't know. It's still yet to I love it. Um, what the hell was I saying right before that? Um, you, you like to watch Yellowstone. I like to watch Yellowstone, but you know what I don't like? They do some shit for the Midwestern people, which I have no, nothing against. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. I have nothing against the Midwestern people, but sure. they, for all the people that love those, those, they do stuff. I don't give a shit about the little horses doing tricks and shit. No. So sometimes they have guys on the show who I guarantee aren't actors. They're like real horse people sure. like doing this and doing that. And it's definitely just made. It has nothing to do with the, I mean, I guess it has something to do with the show because they're, they're ranchers and stuff, but I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, that's really fucking Billy Bob who does this shit on the daily. You know, he's good on the circuit. I don't give a fuck. I want to see Beth fucking throw coffee in someone's face and curse someone out and yeah and blow someone no i understand what you're saying you don't want to see a bunch of fucking horse tricks yeah dude i don't get it's like oh man they have the music bang, 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 bang. and i'm like yeah i don't give a fuck <laughs> matt what do you think wonder I, boy michelle but hey that is a great great stylistic I, matchup i like it wonder boy by sidekick no wonder boy sidekick it makes nothing makes me more happy. I know that the boy's sidekick. It is just, I just like it a lot. I feel like yep. Bruce Campbell from what's that movie with the superheroes? Sidekick, anyway. the Evil Dead. No, oh. it's not. Um, I feel first of all, Army of Darkness is an underrated movie. Agreed. I thought that was fun. Maybe it's not underrated. It's probably rated just right. But uh, <laughs> my th- <laughs> uh, I believe by decision, uh, I think he's just going to outpoint him yep. with, his, with his feet and his face and his body. Dude, I'm going to agree with that. Right? last time. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to agree with you, man. I, I think uh, Wonder Boy by decision. Pajeda is very tricky. He's a very, very interesting striker. He's not orthodox at all. He moves kind of strange. He seems to have slowed down a little bit and he's able to go longer. But uh, Wonder Boy is, I don't think there's anybody who moves better than, than, than Steven. So I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be uh, Wonder Boy by decision. Yeah, man. What do you think I- of the next fight? Very interesting matchup. Uh, two guys we like very much. Uh, Kevin Holland, Michael Chiesa. I love Mike Chiesa. It's it's hard to root against either one of these guys. This is what I think. Michael Chiesa, when he's on, he's on. Yep. And then sometimes he's like, man, he's on, he's on, he's on. Ah, he shit the bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, man, he's on a hot streak. And what the fuck? Where'd that come from? I feel in this kind of matchup, even though I think Kevin Holland is going to be way uh, better on the feet, I feel with these kind of matchup with the scrambles and Kevin Holland's not bad in the scrambles and he know don't I don't give a shit what happened with Kamzat. He's better than just taking down and getting submitted. He's not uh, yeah, he's, that was the last minute. He, he accepted that fight. Uh, you know, you Michael Chiesa with yeah. the right game plan, which is to be the grappling, 
I think could win on exchanges uh, as far as grappling exchanges. And I feel that uh, he's going to try to get him and just blanket him and like, not just blanket him, like stalling, like just be on him, threatening them out, threatening the back, looking the pass and winning with takedowns. I think Michael Chiesa, I'm going to say by decision. I hate to say decision again, but that's, I think Kevin Holland could be hard to put away. Well, before we bring in Jan, I'm going to go the opposite. I'll take Kevin Holland. I'll say second round TKO. Let's bring okay. in Jan Blachowicz. Oh, let's go. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello. Good. Look powerful. Hey, hey, Jan. Uh, you look pretty good. You look really, really good in a cowboy outfit. I just seen that. Like always. Like always, my friend. <laughs> is that your, but is that your first time dressing like a cowboy? You know, when I was a little kid, then I dressed a little bit like a cowboy. But now, you know, original outfit. <laughs> Or you know, uh, cowboy man. <laughs> you could you could make it work. Yeah, tell you. I don't I think my buddy Jimmy could make it work. I think if he dressed like a cowboy, he would look like a little kid at Halloween. Yeah, Jan, I don't look good in hats. I have a fat face, and hats look really bad on me. You look like a cowboy. I, I look like a fat faced idiot in a hat. Sorry about that, but it's not my problem. <laughs> no, you know you're right. I shouldn't complain to you. You have a fight coming up, and here I am, <laughs> belly aching. <laughs> Jimmy, it's not his problem, but your your fat face. It was uh, interesting to me, Jan. After the fight with uh, Ankalaev, you guys both handled that end of that fight so differently. Like you know, you I thought were almost too humble. You were like, "Hey, maybe give it to him, see what happens." How did you feel after that fight? You said you wanted to watch it back, I think. And Ankalaev was angry and saying, "Give me my championship! I I'm being robbed." How did you feel at the end of that fight? And then, like as the days and that followed. You know, I say this word, give it the belt to Ankalaev because I stuck in five rounds, in the last round, you know. You know, you are tired after five uh, five minutes, five rounds, five minute battle, and, and I stuck this last round. And I think that whole battle looks like this. But after, you know, 30 minutes after the, the, the fight, you know, the adrenaline goes down, emotion goes down, and hey, the whole fight looks different. I almost won the fight. So uh, I say this word too fast, you know, that's it. And I was the close... I, I, one more kick and I will be the champion in the, in that fight, you know. But he do a great job to to take me down and control me on the ground. But yeah, because I stuck in the fight the, the last round, that's why I say this word. Okay. And you know, I'm sorry, Jimmy. And, and I agree with Jimmy. You were such a gentleman in that after that fight. It was bothering me because I'm like, man, Jan, you're being so nice. That fight, I thought you won. You know. I... So my thing. After I know what it's like in there, because sometimes when you're a little tired, you fought, you're thinking maybe of every time that you got hit, maybe every time yeah, that you know something a little wrong. And then when you watch it, you're like, oh, wait, I did better than I thought. That's, and that's also, you know, after the fight, DC come to me with the mic and he said to me, that was a great fight, but for me, you lose the fight. And, you know, he... He put this to my head again, you know, and Wait. I say, okay, so maybe I lose the fight. Maybe you... no, I... no, DC Jorogan. Sorry, no, DC Jorogan. Jorogan said this. Jorogan said he thought yeah. that he, he, he shouldn't say something like this, you know. Uh, and that's why, you know, that's why I, I say it, say to this after, you know, half hour when I, you know, start to remember the fight. Everybody tell me the fight looks not, don't lose it, don't look like in the last round. So, okay. So I think the draft was fair, you know. Oh, Isn't I, it crazy what's happened to the light heavyweight division uh, with the bad luck for Prohovska and then Jamal Hill? It's, it's, it's like, what's, what's going on? It, it just seems like there's a bunch of bad luck lately, right? Yeah, it did bad, bad luck. I don't know what's happened, you know, uh, but it is what it is. Uh, show must go on and, and you know. 
we have to take it what what they want give it to us so i've got pereira and after pereira i've got title shot i don't care who gonna you know who gonna be there inside the octagon then did they tell you yeah, that wish, if you beat no, pereira best, uh, recovery fast recovery but it is what it is yes sir did, did they tell you that if you beat pereira you get the next title shot yeah i got this that's great now do you care how you beat him because people are like oh does he have to take him down or could he stand with him? Hey, man, you were the champ. You got nothing to prove. <laughs> you got nothing to prove, man. You could, I know that. I know that. You. Why not take him listen, down? I don't listen to people. I listen to my coaches. I listen to my friends, you know, my sparring partners. I don't listen to what people say. People say a lot of, you know, shit. So I don't care. <laughs> uh, I go there. I do my best to, to, to beat him. I don't, you know... Fights start in the stand-up. I like stand-up. I want to check myself against him because, you know, he he everybody knows he's great on the feet. And I want to check my stand-up against his stand-up. But this is MMA. If I'm going to have opportunity to take him down, I will do it and finish fight on the ground. Why not? Man, you, yeah, you're well-rounded. Shit. Hey, let me ask you. When, when the, uh, as far as with, with game planning, Wait, wait, no, I'm sorry, not that. I was gonna. There's another thing that popped into my head. I saw a clip on you kicking shin to shin. How? How do you do? You do anything to, to strengthen your shins? I mean, some guys are kicking fucking trees. Other guys take like a stick and they start. Do you do anything? Because your shins, they made. They feel like they're made of steel. They look. Like- yeah, when I was younger, I, I do something like this. You know. Uh, you watch movie with Van Damme and you want to, you know, kick the tree. So, so maybe this is the reason why my shin they are so so tough. But you know, also this is something what one of my coaches said to me that punch when someone punch you and this punch doesn't turn you off doesn't exist. So you need to accept the pain. You need to like the pain. So I just you know when someone hit me and I go down, they okay then okay. You want the fight, then I have to accept the, the the punch. But if someone kick me and I just feel the pain, nothing happened. You know, I will you go. See, you'll deal with the pain. Yeah, you need to deal the pain. You need to love the pain, and and that's it. I know maybe this is sound a little bit crazy, but if you are the fighter, you need to love the pain and accept it. The pain is you, only thing what is real. You know, <laughs> right? And what are you What are you expecting, sir? Out out of uh, Pajeda when we're coming up in weight. Um, you know, Adesanya, you did very well against you. You held him down for five rounds, and I, I you know, it was a very, very uh, a decisive win for you. What do you think about Alex? What do you think the difference is going to be? Do you think his takedown defense will be uh, what Adesanya's was or not as good? Uh, what do you anticipate him trying to do? No, Adesanya, I've got more experience in MMA than 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 right. uh, Alex. That's why he is, you know, I, I think he was tough. Maybe he he will be the tougher opponent than me. Than, than Alex for me. So we will see. You know, I think he will be, you know, he put pressure on me. He will do what he always do. Kicks, punches. Uh, we will see. Yeah, I'm always curious how good he is on the ground, how good he got his uh, wrestling skills. But, you know, if Adesanya take him down, but Adesanya is not a wrestler, yeah? So I think um, I'm going to make it too, if I'm going to have to. Uh, so we will see. I don't know. I uh, would say this. I'm. I respect Alex a lot for accepting you as an opponent because first fight up at light heavyweight. I think that you're a nightmare opponent. 
for someone to have to come up and, and deal with, especially as primarily a striker. I, I think that's a very tough matchup for him. And again, no disrespect to him. He's great. But I, I think you're a very tough matchup for him. So I, I respect him for actually accepting you uh, to, to, to fight. Maybe he's worked a lot on his uh, – on his takedown defense or whatever, like Alex, I'm sorry, like Matt said he's working with Global Shara, but that's that's still a very tough matchup for him. So I'm sure you'll be able to get your hands uh, on thank it. Thank you. Point. But for, for me, that's also gonna be you know tough matchup. I'm ready yeah. for for tough matchup. So uh, and you know, yeah, maybe I I believe that he trained a lot with, with his wrestling and ground game. But you know, uh, I'm in this game all my life. He is like a in MMA. He is new, so I think uh, he don't have enough time to learn everything. But you know, maybe he is very good. Uh, he's got big, big talent, and uh, we will see. We will see in Saturday. I have to be ready for everything, uh, and I am ready for everything. I am ready even for this that he will try to take me down. We don't forget about this because maybe they would like to change something in in the game. So yeah, I have to be ready for that. And with a guy who's as devastating a striker as he is, you always have to be careful. You have to be ready because there's no guarantee you're going to get the takedown. There's no guarantee and he's, he's not going to land. Uh, and, and I think he has the power to, if he lands on anybody, I think they're, they're going to have a, a hard night. So, yeah, he's definitely a threat. Yeah, I agree with you. I have to be careful all the time. My hands have to be all the time here. Um, but like, like I told you, in my camp, I have you know, a lot of good kickboxers. So uh, I think I'm going to be ready, ready for, for every everything what he prepared for me. You're I do my of, best to, you know, to win this fight. You're part of an amazing card. This whole card is yeah. amazing. I mean, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you, and I can't wait. It's Listen, Styles, <laughs> this is fireworks. I can't wait. I can't wait for this fight, Jan. Yep. Thank you. I cannot wait. If I will, you know, I'm also fan of this sport, so I would like to watch this fight, you know? <laughs> Uh, the, the, but I've got. I, I am lucky, so I can be inside the cage to 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 do this fight. <laughs> well, you have the co-main event um, on the uh, the BMF uh, Dustin Poirier Gaethje two uh, yourself against uh, Alex Pajeda. Good luck, uh, Jan. It's always a, a pleasure to have you on. And and uh, again, you're just you're such a great fighter. So good Thank luck you, on Saturday. Sir. Always love Thank watching you, you fight. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for the invitation. Watch the fight, send a lot of energy. Thanks. Yes, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Yep, for sure. All right, thank you, Jan. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I sent you a text, Jimmy. Oh, uh, no. Is it insulting? Yeah, read, it. Yeah, read yeah. it. Oh, no. You know. And Jimmy. What did I do wrong? I, 
read that text right now. And um, okay, did you read it? Yep. Okay, Jimmy, it was this basically. Yeah. I was going to surprise you in the city. I was, but I found out. I was talking to our friend Andrew Owens, and he goes, "How great would it be for you to come in and crash one of Jimmy's?" Oh yeah. And I found out when you do them, and it's impossible. Because oh yeah, because I do them. Oh, I do Danny. my privates eleven thirty to twelve thirty, and then I get home here to be until like the class is yeah. from twelve to one. But I wouldn't make this, so I need to come home, do some research, and work well, a little bit. If I went to surprise you, I'd have to go do my show from Adam uh, from Andrew's apartment because you know, yeah, it's not gonna work out unless you want one seat right next to you in there. We'll be like this two little, two little birds. Well, or we could go into a studio for one day if you're in the city. <laughs> we could, but then they might want me back in there. I trained today. It was uh. Mike was running me through like how to uh, how to take somebody's back when they're in turtle. That was kind of how he's walking me with the knee and locking the, the ankle around the back and stretching it back and all these different options. Again, he walks them, me slowly through them, but all these options, like what happens if I pull him back and I miss getting the right hook in, uh, how to adjust, you know, pull the collar and grab the neck. And he's showing me a couple of different chokes. Like also what happens if you fuck up a way to recover it and still get a, get a hold of somebody? My daughter, I got her doing this modified clock choke. It's on all fours. That's why it's really reminding me of it. Right. And uh, I, don't even, I don't even know I should say this. Uh, you know, you know, things happen, you know, in, in class sometimes. Sure. You know, we're doing jujitsu. Sure. And everything's fine, you know. But sometimes, you know, people get put to sleep. Yep. So my 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 kid, everything's good. I mean, there's no charges being pressed. Everybody's fine. But yeah. listen, you got to have an eye, and you always got to keep an eye on both the kids and the adults. Yeah. So my, my daughter, my my uh, 14 year old's going with another teenager boy, and I see her get this modified clock choke on, you know, and it's fast. So I'm and I'm watching, and this kid's a good kid, the boy, but uh, you know, he's not the quickest tapper. So he didn't tap right away. Now look. I got a mat full of people. I have a women's class, uh, a cage full of women, because there's a women's class going on. I got parents. I got kids. So my so now when someone gets put to sleep, it it might look a little frightening, because it might not be, but then they just, you know, sometimes they're drooling a little bit. So what you don't, it's not a good look. Is you seeing a a, a fourteen year old boy? <laughs> yes of course so, i'm sitting there jimmy this happened a couple of weeks ago so i'm sitting there I, i'm watching i did the class i because the, the kids instructor was off that he had to take off so i'm doing it and i do it I, I do it anyway here and there so i'm doing the class i'm watching her put this on i see the kid go to sleep now look no one sees it but like three guys nobody so i go now look i'm i'm, I'm this does it's not a good look right people are gonna get scared but so I go to I go to my 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 old I go Angie I go Angie get his legs <laughs> she lifts up his legs um you know I'm rubbing his chest wiping his face uh and he's making sure there's no bite on a tongue or anything you know and he was fine he came right back to and it could be still a couple of things Jimmy when this happens it could be scary one for the kid that it happens because you don't know what's going on so the kid is like what I go hey buddy I go, you don't remember I go I slept over last night <laughs> you know I try to get a joke out of it. He's like, what? And he goes, oh, I, I must have spazzed out during training. Like, he didn't know, really, you know. Yeah. He was fine, you know. 
nobody noticed. And now I'm sitting in, I'm worried also about my daughter because, you know, this could be turn her off. And I've seen people this happen to when they get mortified. I thought she's got ice in her veins. She's like, hey, no, he should have tapped. I guess. Yeah. I'm like, he really should have. But anyway, it ended up, you know, he, you know, he, he comes right back, but it's a very effective move. This modified clock choke. And uh, it go you because you, once you put it on, it goes into um, almost like a, it goes into like a bow and arrow choke. It's so it starts from uh, you'll know these chokes, uh, you know you'll learn them. Sure. Turtle position, and the the, um, the the uh which one did I just the bow and arrow you get from the back, but this it, this you end up on all you're on all fours in a turtle position. Yeah. And when you get this grip and you throw your leg over and bring them over, you end up on their back in a bow and arrow position where I have the leg and the collar. It's pretty fucking gnarly. So I like that she got good at it. And that's how you know it's effective when it puts people to sleep. But don't worry about the, the kid's fine. Kid yeah, fine. of course. His dad, his dad trains too, you know. So, uh, you know, I don't know. You brought that up and it reminded me of that. <laughs> so I got also my kids, she's competing this weekend. I got it going over to the – Fordham University in the Bronx. I'm oh, nice. Up. Yeah, man. My oldest, she did dance since she could walk. And this, like, she's 14. She's been doing it since she's like three or four. She literally walked away from it this year just to pursue martial arts. She's loving it so much at the school. Uh, it's so much better. Yeah, because yeah, that will help her in real really life a lot more. It really is. And, uh, you know, like last night, she's the only one in the wrestling class with the only girl. <laughs> but she's loving it, man. And, uh, you know, I, I, I support her. And I never, it's one of those things where me and my wife are like, yeah, listen, you've been doing this so long. Are you sure you want to walk away from this? You want to, and yeah. she's, you know, she loves it. So it's fun. Anyway, Jimmy, let's, let, we got to go. Let's uh, do a couple. Yes, picks. sir. Uh, yes. Who, uh, what do you got for the uh, main event for Jan Blahovich against Pajeda? I say uh, Blahovich is, I'm not sorry. That's comment. Uh, Jan is going to put a, uh, I say he gets a second round sub. I, I know, I, I think Pajeda is very dangerous, but I think Jan is such a strong and experienced grappler and such a powerful guy. I think he gets a hold of him and, and drags him to the floor. Second round. Third round. Round and pound. Jan? Jan! Oh, Alex. He's going to take him down and fucking beat him. No, no, no. I think I, imagine now I said that as a joke and now Alex is going to shoot the double leg right away. Hey, look, Alex could knock him out too. I mean, Alex, Alex hits like a cement truck, but I mean, Jan has been hit before. Uh, Poirier yeah. Gaethje two. Uh, the first one Poirier uh, beat. Um, I don't. He beat Gaethje. I don't remember what. Uh, well, apparently, it was a fourth round knockout. Huh. I love Justin Gaethje, as you know. I, I like both of these guys. I can't root against either one, but every time I pick Gaethje, he loses. I just have no luck. Mm. What do you think? He looked good in his last fight with fucking uh, Hathiel Fazeev. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Fazeev. Yes, he did. He looked really good. Majority decision. But I'm starting to think. and well, Dustin Poirier is hard to pick against, man. I know. He comes through in a pinch, man. I'm going to say... I'm going to say similar to the last one. I'm going to say Dustin Poirier, fourth round stoppage. I'm going to say... What are you going to say? I'm going to say Gaethje finds a way to stop him in the third. Ooh, wow. Gaethje stops him nice. in the third. Nice. Hey, Gaethje, you just got the Norton kiss of death. Good for I you. I know. My apologies, Justin. I'm a fan. Oh, I'm a stupid asshole. Boy. 
Man, boy. All right, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Hey, what do I got going on? I taught the 7 a.m. class. It was fun. Go look yeah. on my story. I did some. Again, when you're stuck in half guard, you don't want to leave your arm out there to get comored. So you hook like this on the back of his neck. And then you get a butterfly hook. You go to sweep him. He keeps his base. Knee comes underneath. Hips follow. You're on the back. Look on my story now because it'll disappear before you know. Okay. It. I'll watch that now. All right, Jimmy. And listen. You know, keep working on your little skill set, my buddy. And yes. we will set up a day where I do go to the city and let's do it on another day, but one, uh, then uh, you know, Monday and a Wednesday. And we'll just meet up there. Me, you, Andrew, Mike, and we'll have a fun time. Oh, day. I would love that. And I would also, uh, hey, if you're in the city tonight, 7 p.m., come and see me, Fat Black Pussycat. Uh, the 12th of August, I will be in New Mexico. I might go to some bare knuckle fights. I've never seen them. I might do that while I was there, while I'm there. Um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then uh, September 28th, I will be in Toronto. And don't forget to watch M Matt and myself interview the former President Trump. It's a 40-minute interview of nothing but fight. And whether you, I, I think even if you don't like Trump as a politician, it's hard not to enjoy hearing him talk about something he loves like fighting and just be like a regular guy. Like you're just hearing three guys talk about fights and that's what people's comments have been, Matt. I'm sure you've noticed. It's like, it's cool just to see him talking with two other people about something he likes. Hey man, I got nothing, but I, people will listen to that and they're like, Hey, uh, they were shocked at his fight knowledge. They're like, yeah. oh, the guy's a real fan. You know, he he's, really is a real fan. Like, yeah, it was fun. It, I listen, people know me. I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a politics guy. I had a, I, I really enjoyed talking to him. I did, yep. you know, Jimmy, yes, sir. Okay, man, we have so much fun. I will talk to you. Did I ever ask how you did over in Austin at Joe's? It was six sold out shows. Ooh. It was phenomenal. I actually meant to text Joe today because I got the check and everything is great. I just wanted to, because he was away. I didn't see Joe. He was in Greece. Um, so I didn't get to see him while I was down there because he was away with his family. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to just tell him how great the club was. I mean, I did six shows there. It's, it's flawless. The comedy mothership. Yeah. Um, I really mean that. I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. It, it, he, it's a perfectly fucking run club. Runs on time. They, anyone who fucking talks or gets drunk, they, they, they throw them out. They're great, man. Jimmy, when yes, you sir. text him, and don't, don't feel silly about it. I know him a long time. When you text him, be like, yo, I want to, you know, whatever you're going to say, thank you. You had a good time. Sorry you missed them. And then say, before you leave, say, and, and Matt says hi. All right, Jimmy, one of the fights this week. <laughs> I'm not, listen, newsflash, I'm not the comedian. I don't no, have to be funny. <laughs> I just have to be jovial. Fights this weekend. Hold on, I just closed my thing, Matt. I'm so dumb. Could you please tell me when they are, Jake? I, I literally put my thing in the folder like an idiot. Jimmy, I forgot to plug the fight. You make me feel like I'm cringe. You're not cringe. You're a good boy. I just forgot to do my thing. I forgot. To, I'm mad at myself, Matt, because I forgot to. Can you send them to me, Jake, real quick? And I'll be gladly do that. I'll do my job, basically. In tell a Joe I had fun on his show. And people tell me they had so much fun watching me. If you guys didn't watch me on the last, uh, you know, it wasn't the last one. There's probably been 20 since. He does a lot of shows. The Joe Rogan Experience. Go watch me on the Joe Rogan Experience. Yes. All right. I'm just, I'm just, you know, bragging. Yes, the early prelims. It's okay. You can brag. You should brag. Early prelims, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, of course, New York, the only time that matters. ESPN Plus, and of course, on uh, UFC Fight Pass. Uh, the prelims, there are some extremely exciting fights on the prelims, headlined by, uh, of course, Derek Lewis 
Uh, and that's uh, 8 p.m. on ABC as well as ESPN, ESPN Plus. Uh, and uh, we also have the main card beginning at 10 p.m. And that first fight, I, I can't say how uh, how uh, great that is to have uh, Wonder Boy fighting Michelle Pajeda. That's a very, very underrated fight on what is a great card. Hey, hey, you know what disturbs me, though? And we'll leave it at this. And yes, you're what? correct with all that. Jake, the producer, got on today and he was sick. Yep. So when he was sick, he's like, oh, I'm not just being uh, like a like a that guy with sunglasses inside and so I'm sick. All right, I get you sick. Are they magical sunglasses? Is there some there's a cough, is there cough medicine in them? Is there cough medicine? Jake, yeah. the, Jake, the fucking producer, Jake, the fucking ginger. What's so cool? I wish he wrote laugh out loud. Just helping with the screen. All right. I guess Turns his eyes are in your screen, little man, a little sensitive. And by the way, don't forget to watch. I should have mentioned Marcos Rogero de Lima is, is fighting Lewis. Derek Lewis not headlining alone. I just said that. I said that. I'm like, oh, you idiot. Uh, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus. And that will lead you right into the uh, the main card. Wonder Boy, Michelle Pajeda. Poirier, uh, Gaethje, too, for the BMF belt is the uh, the main event. And, of course, Jan Blachowicz welcoming Alex Pajeda up to light heavyweight. Very interesting matchup. Uh, Bobby Green, Tony fucking Ferguson. I mean, oh, it's that could be a main fight. event a on a card. Fight. It's just an exciting fight uh, uh, for fans. What is the second fight? I don't have the thing in front of me. I'm forgetting it. It's uh, it's Wonder Boy against uh, – oh, it's Kevin Holland against Michael Chiesa. That's the uh, second fight up. Also an exciting fight. You know, you know a card is good when you don't even have to you look at you don't even have to look at the card. You know, I'm not looking at it. No, I just remembered that fight. Every fight on that fucking card is solid. So, uh, Matt, I'll I mean, talk to you in a couple of days. We'll chit chat and uh, we'll talk jujitsu over the weekend. Now that you're training, our relationship's going to a whole new level. Oh my god, he uh, he had me roll him over, and I grabbed the collar with one hand, and then threw my right leg over the shoulder and neck, and just pull choked with the leg and the fucking. Oh, was that fun? <laughs> You're going to have to teach me that one. Bye, everybody. That's yeah, bye. Love you, buddy. I'll see you. <laughs> You're the best to me. Bye, Matt. Hey, little jiu-jitsu bird. Bye. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.